0: Welcome to the Bourbon Pulpit. Background audio is provided by freesound.org. Let's join the conversation. Okay, so not quite a couple of weeks ago, uh, Representative Mullen uh, from Oklahoma, uh, he's a big swinging dick in the Republican Party, mentioned four items on the Republican agenda. The item the first was repealing the American Care Act, and we'll get to that. Uh, the Affordable, uh, Care, Affordable Act. Care Act, rather. Obamacare. <laughs> Uh, job creation, an infrastructure bill, and trying to get a Supreme Court nominee. Now, I'm sure there's more, but those are the big four that that they're really talking about. Job creation is the usual drumbeat that usually doesn't amount to too much. But an infrastructure bill means they might not just be blowing smoke if they've got the grapes to pull it off. Because... I mean, our infrastructure is in need of some love. Bridges. There's uh, a little over 600,000 of them in the U.S. that are managed by uh, federal funding. Uh, Of those, almost 10% of them are structurally deficient. And uh, almost 14% are functionally obsolete. So, So that means that they're either not big enough for the traffic they handle in a basic day, or they were constructed using methods and materials that are considered unsafe today. (laughs) So if you add it all up, that's not quite one in four bridges that are either, you know, about to fall over or not big enough for the job. Holy shit!
1: (laughs) Yeah, every time we drive over a bridge, I'm just like... Are we going to make it? I mean seriously, I think that every single time it's in the back of my mind. Yeah, is like, this bridge going to collapse?
0: Yeah, like the chain bridge. That's scary as hell.
1: It really is. They kind
0: of added a half a uh, half a extra lane on the uh is it the Virginia... No, it's the DC side.
1: And yeah. on the Virginia
0: side, it's just eh, there's something about oh Jesus.
1: Yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel safe when yeah. we're doing it. And, you know, for a while we were doing it, on, well, not every day, but we were mm. doing it like about once a week.
0: Yeah, fairly often. Highways. About 40% are in good condition. And again, we're strictly speaking about highways that are maintained with federal funding. So 40%, there's nothing really wrong. About 58% are in fair condition, which means there are issues, but can be relatively easily solved with just patching, you know, send a guy with some tar. 2% are in poor condition, which means it's time to grind it down to uh, to the bed layer and relay fresh road, which... Honestly, that doesn't sound to, so bad until you consider that's over 164,000 miles of highways. And again, we're only looking at federally maintained roads. <sighs> roads owned or maintained by states, counties, cities, towns, villas, hamlets, whatever, just don't appear. in Yeah,
1: the, those don't even count.
0: Yeah, those, those don't appear in the report I was looking at. So 3,280 miles of road. Which, by the way, is roughly the driving distance from Tampa, Florida to Seattle, Washington that needs work right now. So if you were to get in your car in Seattle and drive for some reason that defies imagination to Tampa, Florida, every inch of that road would be fucked beyond (laughs) repair.
1: Oh, lordy. And
0: 95,120 miles... Needs some love as soon as possible. Ninety-five. You realize that's a little over twelve times the diameter of the fucking Earth at the equator.
1: Wow! I wow.
0: Tunnels, which we don't even know yet. We're not the the inspections aren't due back, and we won't get reports until this coming October. We don't even know how fucked those are.
1: I don't want to think about it too much because I mean, now this is a train tunnel, not a or you know like the subway tunnel. But it's like, you know, every day I go under the, the, the Potomac River
0: yeah. on my way to work. Yeah, and when we lived in Yorktown, there's that uh, there's that tunnel to, was it to Hampton? or
1: Yeah, the, well, yeah, it was the Hampton Roads tunnel. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, that got in the news a couple times because, you know, some ceiling tiles fell out and the ocean started coming in. Yeah. Which is kind of a big fucking deal.
1: It is kind of a big deal, yeah. And I mean, that tunnel, for some people, I'm not a big tunnel folk, but for some people that tunnel's scary enough because it's pretty long.
0: Yeah. And schools. Holy shit schools. Okay. So I was curious. So I, I started chewing up reports, and uh, mo- almost all schools have permanent buildings, 99%, which means there's... It's a small number of schools out there that have literally no permanent buildings, which is nightmarish in and of itself.
1: My oldest child's high school was like that.
0: Hmm. And thirty-one uh, percent of schools had uh, portable buildings, which you know the, the trailers, the double wides. Right. So there's thirty-one percent of schools that are obviously beyond capacity and need and could really use some permanent structures.
1: Uh particularly if they're in extreme weather areas.
0: Right. Cause those permanent those uh temporary buildings, they're typically just off in a field or otherwise not connected by uh covered in temperature controlled hallways.
1: Right. Yeah. So
0: it adds time for the students because they gotta go put on their coats if it's winter out, schlep out to the uh to the trailer, hope they don't slip on the ice. Yeah. So uh not counting the one percent of schools that literally all they are is trailers which holy shit uh three quarters of them the uh three quarters of the buildings excellent condition They're, or or good condition uh which means no real complaints uh, good condition means they could use a little love but the their maintenance staff has it under control um 21% were in fair condition uh which means that the it mean, meets the minimal needs for normal school performance but requires frequent maintenance or has other limitations so it's a pain in the ass for them to deal with and they're just barely dealing with it um
1: school not
0: important yeah 3% were in poor condition which, which means that it just plain does not it does not meet the minimal requirements for normal school performance. Poor condition is a failure state. Shit's fucked. Uh, among schools that have uh, a mixture of permanent and portable buildings, overall condition was excellent in 6%, good in 49%, so doing pretty well, fair in 36%, and poor in 9%. So be, just because of the very nature of those... Temporary buildings you know, they they need more maintenance they're the uh, they 're more expensive to run because they 're cooled and heated separately you 've got to uh, pay extra attention to paths between the permanent buildings and the temporary buildings
1: right right,
0: which often crosses parking lots, so now you 've got traffic concerns
1: right, and I mean you know the safety of our children is paramount, so I mean. You know, obviously, there's safety concerns all over the place.
0: Yeah. So, about a quarter of the permanent buildings and almost half of the temporary buildings either don't meet the minimal requirements for students to be able to effectively learn. I mean, the schools themselves say, this shit is fucked and we can't handle it. Or they only barely squeak by the requirements and only because the maintenance staff is just going balls to the wall, constantly fixing shit. So you yeah, you want you want to have you want to create jobs, you want to have an infrastructure bill. I hope you're fucking serious.
1: Yeah. Well, and and I mean an infrastructure bill would create jobs, right? It would if they did it right.
0: a um, good example is the Golden Gate Bridge.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Golden Gate Bridge, it's exposed to salt uh saltwater air. There's a hell of a lot of traffic they get weather there so what they do is they have a maintenance crew they start at one end of the bridge and they um, uh, on one side of the bridge they'll just start scraping off uh, scale and detritus cleaning it up repainting checking for damage and they just work their way down one side of the bridge they get to the other end of the bridge they switch sides and they work their way back And by the time they've completed a loop, it's time to start over again. This is perfect because oh god, man, those little bubbles. Because uh, it's it's quick enough that any time a a situation pops up, it gets seen and dealt with pretty much immediately. It's not so fast that the maintenance crew is stuck using their thumbs for fart corks for very long, which realistically would mean they got laid off. Right. So everything gets handled in a timely fashion, but there's always work to be done. This is perfect. It's poetry in motion.
1: Now, it's not the state that's doing that?
0: Uh, yeah, California DOT.
1: Okay, so basically we'd need the U.S. DOT to... To, to basically be doing that same kind of thing. Which they haven't been doing.
0: Yeah, but they'd also have to add an initial push because we've been ignoring our infrastructure for so long that there's just simply too much fucked up to handle it with regular maintenance. It would need a massive major push to clear out existing issues... Which, that could even keep people in jobs for a good decade or two, because it's not like we we just simply don't have the population to send a road crew, or a bridge crew, or a tunnel crew, or building maintenance crew to every infrastructure problem in America right now. I mean, to hell with figuring out how to pay for it. We don't have enough warm bodies.
1: So, reuse the crews. Yeah. That's what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, just uh, assign them by state, or region, or whatever. You know, you guys go to this general area and fix shit till till everything's pretty much fixed.
1: So we're talking about closing portions of highways, bridges, tunnels, whatever.
0: Yeah, but I mean, with highways, you can do it a lane at a time, like they do. Bridges, uh, you, it's mitigatable.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Uh, it's, it's relatively, basically if there's a problem with a bridge that requires the entire bridge to be shut down for a while, then nobody should have been driving on the fucking thing in the first place.
1: God, and seriously, it crosses my mind every time. Hmm. It's not just the chain bridge, I mean the American Legion bridge, whatever. I just, I go, is this safe? Yeah.
0: And uh, with with schools, okay, so you've got to kick all the students out of a, uh, out of an uh, instruction building while you fix it. Well, then maybe bring in some temporary buildings, but keep them as temporary buildings, <laughs> not temporary for you know 40, 40, 50 years. Right. While they they fix up the school building, or do it on summer break, or 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 the. There, there are there are ways to to make this livable. Is my point
1: right? Yeah, or even just just being able to shuttle kids to a different school in the meantime. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: and, and anyway, once once that initial push is done, then that brings our infrastructure up to a, a standard of of uh, functionality that then it can be handled with uh, with rotating crews like like the Golden Gate Bridge. So like bridges that, a bridge that goes over salt water. Uh, send in an initial crew to uh, bring it up to current code, make sure there are no glaring safety problems, and then a rotating crew that goes around to that and 12 other bridges uh, on a regular basis, changing the uh, sacrificial anodes. Which that's a block of zinc. What they do is when the when the steel pilings go into the salt water, Uh they're gonna rust pretty much immediately. Uh So they uh, connect a block of zinc to it, either just mostly just by bolting the thing on there. That through some electrochemical fuckery or whatever, the zinc gets all fucked up and rusted. The steel is completely ignored. Okay. I don't know how it works. I don't know why it works. I don't care. It works. And zinc is pretty damn cheap. So it, it doesn't cost a lot of money. But but these these anodes, because of how they work, they, they've, they've got a limited lifespan. They need replacing every so often, and we're not doing we're that.
1: We're not replacing them, so the steel is going...
0: <laughs> yeah, so the steel is getting all fucked up. And <laughs> it's a lot easier to unbolt a steel uh, a zinc brick off a bridge piling and bolt on a new one... Than it is to remediate rusted metal,
1: right? So we certainly can't keep going as the way we're going. Yeah, we and not repair anything.
0: Yeah, we just plain can't. It's it is literally disaster waiting to happen, and it's been happening. There's the bridge that collapsed in Minneapolis a couple of years ago. Right. There was uh, bridges in uh, along the the Ring of Fire, so uh, like like the West Coast, basically. Uh, in L.A., there's always earthquakes there. Uh, up in Seattle, they're well, well overdue. They're like 300 years overdue for the for the 9.0 earthquake. They they should be able to expect every hundred years.
1: Wow. Yeah. And of course, there's there's been some in our um, our southeast as well. Yeah. So that's when I first started becoming concerned about it was. When uh, a bridge over the Catawba, I think, um, in North Carolina, not too far from where we used to live there, um, I remember went bye-bye and uh, I was like, oh, I started reading up on this and I was like, oh, no, (laughs) there's a lot of bridges and really bad condition.
0: Yeah, and it, Jesus Christ, It's if you ignore this long enough, yeah, you save money for now, but you're buying death later.
1: Right. Because
0: when these bridges collapse, when these tunnels implode, when uh, when these highways deteriorate and start to collapse, people will die. It's not maybe they'll die if they're not lucky. If if you're driving through a tunnel and it collapses, you are fucked.
1: <laughs> yeah. No kidding.
0: If you're lucky, you'll get crushed into jelly instantly. If you're not then it'll simply collapse on either end of you and you get to asphyxiate to death over the course of the next few days
1: yeah no that's not how I want to go
0: yeah and that's just people who are out on the roll who are out on the roads. what about schools schools there are schools that have, that have no functional fire protection equipment Ugh. have no functional uh physical plant security have uh have barely functional uh climate control, have electrical work that hasn't even been looked at since the
1: 1950s. I remember when I was in middle school, I went to school in a place that um, there was like a whole area that you couldn't go. They had to shut it off because it was dangerous. Yeah. You know, and it w- of course it was fascinating for that reason, right? Mm-hmm. But it was dangerous. It could have collapsed at any minute. And it was on the second floor, so I mean if it did collapse, then there went all the students on and you know and stuff on the first floor. Yep. Um they've since gutted that building. Yeah. <laughs> but and, um but yeah.
0: Yeah. And railways. I mean, uh a lot a lot of cargo, especially hazardous chemicals travels via rail we haven't paid a lot of attention to railways. And, and I mean, if a, if, if a train derails, okay, you've just killed all the workers on the train and pro- and possibly some people who, are, uh, who happen to live near the tracks when a boxcar came rampaging through their living room. Ugh. Or, like, every once in a while when a train car carrying anhydrous ammonia falls over and it kills a town. Mm, that that mm-hmm. pops up in the news every so often. it kills a town
1: a town full of people
0: erases it off the map the it was I was reading about one in Tennessee where a train car went over and it was like uh something like Jesus, it was like twelve thousand people or so just died a town oh, God. because we can't shake loose the uh the cash to go check on the, the tracks and make sure that the signaling system is up to par. So we killed a town.
1: And um, <coughs> Excuse me, and the GOP is... Uh... Is in favor of, of all this infrastructure?
0: Yeah, they, they say they want to put uh, through an infrastructure bill because it'll create jobs and get work that needs to, that it'll get work done that needs to get done. Which, okay, fine, that will solve a lot of problems. It'll uh, it'll make our our lives a lot safer and, by extension, a lot longer. Yeah. It'll uh, it'll vastly reduce maintenance costs across the board. It'll give our children better schools, which schools should be palaces. And yeah. it'll make everything better, but it's gonna cost a fuckload of money.
1: This sounds very un GOP like. It
0: billions. Billions, maybe more likely trillions. There is a shitload of work that needs to be done. Very much of it was urgently needed decades ago.
1: So if we combine jobs and infrastructure, that's good. But I guess, you know, yet again, what I'm saying here is, is this topsy-turvy world? I mean, this does not sound like the GOP yeah i mean especially they're cons- not into federal things
0: <laughs> especially considering trump's new tax plan is going to reduce he says it's going to reduce taxes across the board
1: across this the board.
0: doesn't compute
1: yeah I if, don't if you're going to have an
0: infrastructure bill to create jobs that's going to cost money big boy money
1: yeah so where's this money coming from uh, who knows <laughs> okay. Who fucking
0: knows? I mean, maybe they're planning on privatizing Social Security, which good fucking luck with that.
1: Oh, my God. Social
0: Security is the third rail. I mean, everybody says this. This is the third rail of American politics. You only touch it when you want to die.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd be really interested to uh, to hear more on um, the GOP's federal infrastructure bill. That Yeah, yeah I mean... Th- our school, I mean, <laughs> our schools are
0: practically in ruins. We've we've got the, the driving distance from Tampa to Seattle. Yeah. Every inch of that is fucked. Yeah, twelve times around the equator is merely in need of, ma- of immediate maintenance.
1: Yeah. So, really, I mean, I, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm not like, no, we mustn't have this. I'm I'm more like A, G.O.P. really. And B, okay, what's your plan? Yeah.
0: I, if you're going to do it, do it. We can't half-ass this. We can't even three-quarter ass it or seven-eighths ass it. We got to double ass it if anything. Yeah. You can't you, you can't just dip your toe in the water on this shit.
1: No, exactly. It's sort of like the uh um You know, and again, this is local to us, but, uh, the, the whole Washington DC metro thing, it's like they had to really get, very very radical with that i mean they they still have a lot more to do they're intending to close like three of the lines during the super bowl or something like that oh shit they're like they're they still have a ton to do on that and they have already pissed people off right and left closing and doing this and doing that but it needed to be done because nothing's been done for 40 years on the metro well the whole u.s is like the dc metro yeah the I, whole U.S.
0: It was like once a week there was there was a train fire.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what our whole nation is like as far as infrastructure goes. So it's like, okay, GOP, do it. Do it. You'll create jobs if you do it right. So that'll be good for our economy. You'll have more people who are able to pay the taxes that you're going to have to levy for us to be able to do this.
0: Yeah. this Taxes will have to go up. Because you, you can't take money away from entitlements. I, th- yeah. That will be suicide.
1: No, you can't. I, do, so... I don't care if
0: it's the risen Jesus, you know, the, who's a Republican from the state of Fremont or whatever. If, if he cuts Social Security by a penny, by a mill, which, which is an obscure form of uh, technically still valid American currency, which, uh, which is valued at one-tenth of a penny.
1: Wow, well listen, I mean, you know, I think if we were just to tax the the you know top one percent of uh, earners in the uh,
0: Yeah, if you were in the Us. if you were to tax the top one percent of earners, if you were to increase their tax by one percent,
1: tax corporations
0: that would bring in billions.
1: You know, I mean, that would pay for it right there. If were to tax corporations and very, very, very rich people. I'm thinking Donald Trump. Oh, oh, that's right. He's not actually rich because, first of all, he's divesting all his crap. <laughs> well, that and... Um, <laughs> and uh, plus, a, he's in debt up to his ass. Well, yeah, that
0: and uh, a, pers- a person... Uh, I was listening to NPR the other day. And someone speaking on condition of, holy shit, don't name me revealed that they had seen Trump's financials. Oh, yeah? And that he is nowhere near as rich as the world would like him to believe. His vast real he estate... He would like em- the world
1: to believe. Yeah. yeah.
0: His vast real estate empire... Yeah, no. Owns a few buildings, uh, licenses his name out a lot, has uh, stakeholder ownership in a few businesses, owns a couple of golf courses and in... in uh ireland
1: well yeah i mean we all knew that he was pretty lousy at business and that Mm. his a lot of his businesses have actually failed and or he's being sued um you know speaking of him draining the swamp uh what about that whole thing in south carolina that we recently heard about that that uh business that he saved
0: Oh, tell me about that again.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so apparently, he had given some speech in South Carolina at some point on his um, during his campaign, and he said something about, "Yes, we're we're investing in South Carolina, and I'm not going to talk about it now, but we'll reveal it at, at the appropriate time." Well, what it turned out to be was that his son Donald Trump Jr. had uh, had bought some business, and it was failing horribly, just horribly. I mean, it was just, I forget what the business was now, but it was just failing horribly. And he basically bailed it out. And then, since then, it's been discovered that there's all this environmental stuff that is being caused by, uh, by the building. First of all, uh, the, all the, the, the buildings that, that belong to this business are filled with mold and shit like that. One of the buildings collapsed, the roof collapsed or something like that. Anyway, so then he came in and said, oh yeah, we have nothing to do with this because it's the fault of a previous owner. Well, the previous owner was Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> so he's basically trying to to uh, get out of being responsible for this business and also saying that his son, who's taking over all his businesses along with uh, the second son, Eric, is also not responsible. Hold up. Yeah.
0: Didn't he say that these were all the fault of the previous owner and that he had nothing? Well, he be-
1: means previous to, to his son.
0: Okay, but did he say that under oath? Be- I don't think so. Oh, I,
1: I don't. I don't know for sure. I mean, I you know, it's just something I heard on the news. Hmm. Uh, Rachel Maddow, my favorite source. Um, but, but that the deal was that he's trying to, to get out of this by saying that it had nothing to do with him and everything saying,
0: to do with him
1: yeah, it's a, it's a conflict of interest basically that he's trying to say he doesn't have <sighs> yet again, because you know, as president he's, he doesn't have any conflicts of interest that the law protects him from any conflicts of interest.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, article two ain't going to save him very much longer cause he's, uh, he just keeps up and through random chance, uh, his 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 fuck ups up until the last couple of weeks have stumbled into. Well, technically he can get away with that, or technically there's this obscure law that says this particular that the particular chunk of conflict of interest law that we were going to beat him up for doesn't apply to the president of the United States, but he's. He's burned all his uh, all his get out of jail free cards.
1: Well, he needs to stop writing his own speeches. Is one thing because he said something, I think it was during his um uh the the uh press conference he gave where he said some stuff about, "Oh, I didn't have to to Turned down this, you know, d- deal in Dubai, but I did. And his handlers are just going, oh, my God, you shouldn't have even mentioned it. Seriously. You know, and he's, he's got to stop writing his own speeches because did, he sounds like a three-year-old.
0: Did, did you hear his plan to get around uh, the the emoluments clause by simply donating all of the proceeds from foreign contracts to the federal government? yeah yeah uh one um one you're insane if you think he's actually going to do that
1: yeah like because he's made promises like that in the past and hasn't done it
0: yeah and two it doesn't fucking matter The, the the emoluments clause doesn't say you're not allowed to accept money from foreign sources unless you turn it over to the government it says you're not allowed to accept money from foreign sources end of sentence period the end
1: Maybe he thinks it's the emollients clause that, that, that you know, it's about hand cream or something. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Oh, And speaking of Trump, the... Uh, so I'm sure you've seen the dossier.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, of course, that's all fake news now.
0: No, it's you not. You know,
1: that's all fake news. It's not. Oh
0: God. They've confirmed that that is, in fact... The dossier that the that the CIA had. The guy who wrote it, uh, a British agent, is in hiding, yeah. fearing for his life.
1: He's in hiding because one of the last people who uh, who who pissed Putin off that much died horribly in a hospital. So, you yeah. know, another one was killed instantly. And these are, are people who were... They were Russian citizens, but they were in the UK. This guy's a UK citizen. Yeah. But, you know, I've even seen smart people claiming that this was fake news. And it really makes me sad when smart people do that. It's like, okay, some of the details in the doss- in A lot of the details in the dossier can't be verified. Right. But the dossier itself is not... Fake news.
0: No, the dossier is legit.
1: And the guy who prepared it is legit.
0: Yeah. And the FBI's had it since this past summer.
1: That's the part that really pisses me off, where Comey was all, you know, oh, there's more Hillary stuff here right before the election, but didn't even bother to disclose that they had this dossier. And okay, maybe that was classified. But there was stuff that could have been mentioned that wasn't mentioned. Yeah, that had a huge effect on the election. That was never brought. Basically, not only should Comey lose his job, but he should spend the rest of his life in a federal prison.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hor- uh, the other day Horowitz announced that he's going to be looking into the F- looking into the FBI investigating. No, 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 no. He's going to be up that guy's ass with flashlights. He's he's going to. Uh, he's he's gonna get, uh, god what was his name you, you remember the the newer movie of the fugitive
1: no i don't really with know.
0: uh i think it was harrison ford and um what's the actor's name tommy lee jones
1: oh yeah
0: yeah. he's like i want you to search every hen house dog house outhouse firehouse dog blah, 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 blah. They, he's gonna get tommy lee jones to go to climb up this guy's
1: ass well, that's assuming that our our fabulous IG is not dismissed.
0: He can't be dismissed immediately.
1: Well, not immediately, but yeah, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that they are gunning for him.
0: Oh, yeah. Basically, all Trump can do, because uh, the president cannot call off uh, the IG's investigation, cannot interfere with the investigation in any way. The most Trump can do is, once he's been sworn in, he can tell Congress, "I want this guy gone, and here's why." You've got 30 days to say no, and then if Congress doesn't get its act together and say, "Are you fucking kidding?" Then 30 days later, he can get rid of him.
1: Yeah, and, I, I don't know that he's going to have a lot of congressional support to dismiss the IG.
0: No, especially in something I'm going to get to a little bit uh, later because I want to talk about the uh, want to talk about Obamacare. What I found interesting was that the day before Mother Jones broke the story that the FBI had had the dossier since this past summer, Mm -hmm. there was a fire at the Watergate uh, Hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now when there's a fire in some notable structure, the news follows a fairly standard script. Here's what happened. Here's where it happened. Here's who it happened to. Here's what got lost. Here's what's being done about it. Oh, let's follow the rebuilding efforts. With the Watergate fire, the news went, there's a fire at the Watergate hotel. Uh, they're saying it was an empty apartment. Subject change! Yeah. Now, the idea of an empty apartment, cause this was at the residential area. This was not the, I, this is not the sort of thing you can rent a room from Hotwire or whatever. <laughs> I the idea that there could be a vacant space in the in the residential uh buildings of the Watergate hotel is a farce. I, that is basically Republican Versailles. That is the it's where they live. So in general it's already pretty packed. You've got an incoming Trump administration, which means there's going to be advisors. There's going to be a transition team. There's going to be lobbyists. There's going to be everybody in their asshole brother.
1: All staying at the Watergate. All
0: staying at the Watergate. So there is no universe in which there is such a thing as a vacant space at the Watergate. Even if, well, maybe it was just uh, somebody who owned the unit and was renting it out. No, 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 no. Because those rentals are so hotly contested that... Somebody who buys a unit cannot rent it out at all for one year, and uh, yeah, and the leases are capped at two years because they're so tightly contested. Wow! And if they leave it vacant for that year, then they surrender it. So that there is no such thing as an as an empty unit at the Watergate Hotel.
1: I just hope nobody was actually killed.
0: I haven't heard anything, but I haven't heard anything.
1: That's the, the weird part. Yeah,
0: nobody's talking about the fire at the Watergate Hotel. Now, I have not you dug You would up, think
1: it would be big news. Yeah,
0: I have not... I gotta say, I haven't dug up any information definitively linking the the fire at the Watergate to literally anything at all. But I, I'm still doing some sniffing.
1: Yeah, I'd be really interested in what you find on that, because... Yeah, I'll tell
0: you about it if, you know, if I find anything. Uh, but that... Just, the the timeline bugs me. FBI has this dossier since this past summer. They sit on it. Dossier goes public. Uh, now, whenever, whenever any news organization is about to drop a bomb like that, the, the people who are about to get bombed know about it. They've got a day or two warning. Right. Just before the bomb gets dropped, fire at the Watergate.
1: That and nobody's the,
0: talking about.
1: And it was the 13th floor. Yeah. What, do we know, what do we know about hotels and apartments on the 13th floor? First of all, a lot of structures in the DC area don't go up to the 13th floor. And that's because of the, um, the need to, uh, to not be higher than the Capitol. There, there are a few places that have a dispensation. Um, The Watergate isn't one of them. The deal with the Watergate is that it's built down uh, near enough to the water. And a lot of the other structures are built up above so that... The thirteenth floor would still be pretty low. Yeah, it wouldn't be as high as the ten or eleventh floor on a, in a lot of other structures. So, you know, I don't doubt that there is a thirteenth floor, but it does need to be near the top. But the thing about the thirteenth floor is nobody wants to stay or reside in the thirteenth floor, which means that only special people are going to be on the thirteenth floor in a structure like that. Yeah, even how if it's about not that? a hotel, but the residential part. Who do you think would be willing to stay on the 13th floor of a, such a historic structure? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not fully committing to putting the tinfoil hat on, but I do smell three-letter agencies here.
1: Yeah, Spooks, spooks, spooks.
0: Yeah. So, the American Care Act.
1: Affordable, Affordable Care Act. Stuff? I'm sorry,
0: I think the bartender put too much rum in my drink. <laughs> Obamacare. Uh how
1: many people don't know that that's the same thing?
0: A distressing amount. It's like every day I see some chump on Facebook going all, "Well, I'm glad I got my insurance through the ACA. That's going to that's going to be safe when they repeal Obamacare." Yeah. And it I'm not quite as small and vindictive a person as would be required to go, "I you deserve this." Because nobody deserves Nobody that.
1: deserves what's going to happen.
0: Well, it's not going to happen. It'll never be repealed the way the Republican leadership thinks it will. Because they came into this guns blazing, yeah, we're going to get rid of it, and maybe when we get around to it later we'll put in something else. No, 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 no. <clears throat> Do you know how many people got coverage through the ACA that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise? Millions. A little more than 20 million, to be yeah, precise.
1: Yeah, tens of millions.
0: Yeah. And one of the major reasons they were able to get that coverage was twofold. The marketplace that allowed them to, to get coverage and uh, banning the pre-existing conditions clause that prevented them from getting access.
1: Thank you, Jesus, for that.
0: So any Republican lawmaker who wants to repeal Obamacare without... Uh, Replacement in place that's at least as good has got to be prepared to talk to twenty, a little over twenty million of their constituents. Say, "I just took away your health care. You're welcome. Oh, by the way, it's going to be a pain in the ass, if not impossible, for you to get it back because now the insurance companies can, you know, ban you for uh, pre-existing conditions again." (laughs) Vote for me. Never fucking happen.
1: And even if it did happen, I'll tell you something: twenty million people who have seen basically that that they have been sentenced to death. 20 million people who have nothing to lose you don't want to piss off 20 million people who have nothing to lose yeah
0: no. It, it's just I mean Trump was saying uh, and here I'm going to get into Trump uh, Trump was saying that uh, you know, he's going to that he's definitely going to bring in a replacement in place that's at least as good well he's going to have to because okay The healthcare industry spent billions of dollars retooling for Obamacare when it it came in. They're not going to want to spend those billions of dollars again. And healthcare is one of the biggest employers of lobbyists on the Hill. So it's not going to change from the provider's perspective at all. Can't happen. There's just too much money behind it. And... Twenty million people is a big part of the vote, so it's not going to change from the patient's perspective. It can't because it needs
1: to not change, yeah, because, a lot, yeah. yeah,
0: because anybody whose name is on the bill, who votes on the bill, to ad, who admits to being able to find Washington D.C. on a map,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: is going to get burned at the stake.
1: Yeah,
0: so it's not going to change from the patient's perspective. So, what's left? Okay. Whose name is on, the, is, is on the bill? And how big is the tax penalty if you don't have any coverage at all? So, two things that most people don't give fuck one about. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think that Barack Obama is going to care too much if they repeal Obamacare and put in McConnell care. That's the same goddamn thing. I don't. He's give... not going to care. He's going to be like, you know what? We all know who did this originally.
0: Yeah. The important word is the second word in that compound, care. I don't give a left-handed fuck if it's Hitler care, as long as <laughs> as long as getting a uh, you know catching the flu isn't a death sentence as long as somebody who once had a broken leg in 1972 can never get uh, health insurance again because it's a pre-existing condition.
1: Diabetes, cancer, pregnancy, for God's sake, pregnancy. Yeah. Oh, wait, let's screw women over some more.
0: Oh, yeah, let's defund Planned Parenthood so no federal money goes to abortions, except no federal money goes to abortions thanks to the Hyde Amendment, to the the Funding Act. Uh, basically, what that boils down to is taxpayers... There is not a penny of taxpayer money that goes to uh, to pay for an abortion except in extremely limited cases where the pregnancy is a result of rape, incest, or presents a clear and present danger to the life of the mother.
1: And except Which, for some extreme cases, nobody actually believes that you could have prevented your pregnancy if you were raped.
0: Yeah. And pretty much the, on, the only... There are very few people who who don't approve of the the rape, incest, life of the mother exception. One of which is Ben Carson.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. I remember that. Oh
0: God, that asshole. Oh
1: God bless Ben Carson. So
0: yeah, Hyde Amendment. Planned Parenthood does not spend your money on abortions. You want an abortion, you've either got to pay for it yourself or get it privately funded. Now, Planned Parenthood does get grants which goes toward those costs. It is possible, you know, if you walk in... And say, I have no job. I'm homeless. I'm pregnant. I have no fucking money. I need. I need to abort this pregnancy. They will find a way to take care of you if it's at all possible. But it's not the taxpayers that are paying. It's people right. who are donating to Planned Parenthood.
1: So what they're doing is really trying to defund Planned Parenthood. They're they're basically just defunding tests and other medical care that women get. Yeah, I, I mean what
0: they what they do is healthcare and education a month of birth control pills starts at about 15 bucks a month for the the really basic uh birth control pills that most people can handle uh a condom if you were to you you walk to walgreens and buy a condom it's a buck You, you order a bulk pack off amazon you can get it for a dime Now, I sincerely doubt that Planned Parenthood is sending people to Walgreens or ordering rubbers off Amazon, so I'm willing to bet, although I don't know exactly how much Planned Parenthood, I don't know how much it costs Planned Parenthood to give out a free condom, I'm willing to bet it's significantly less than a dime. Probably around a penny, maybe two.
1: Yeah, they don't cost a lot to make.
0: No. Do you know how much it costs to raise a baby from prenatal care to age 18? (laughs) About a quarter of a million bucks
1: I've done it three times So
0: A quarter of a million dollars Is a bigger number than 15 bucks a month I don't care how long you live Or a couple of pennies Okay Uh, Sexually transmitted infections The cost of treating the eight most common Is around 15.6 billion That's billion with a B According to the CDC And that is with all the work that Planned Parenthood is doing with early testing. Because it's cheaper to treat and and cure if possible if you catch it early. Mm -hmm. With education. Educating people so they know how to uh, minimize their chances of catching. Handing out barrier birth control like condoms or dental dams. That's with all that work. $15.6 If you take that work away, that number is going to skyrocket.
1: Planned Parenthood is trying to prevent abortions. Yes. And they're trying to prevent communicable diseases. Yes. From spreading and becoming epidemic.
0: Yeah. Planned Parenthood really doesn't like doing abortions. They want to prevent it before it becomes an abortion. They would much rather they would much rather give a young woman a condom or a packet of birth control pills than an abortion. Because it's It's easier on everybody it's the more moral thing to do and it's cheaper there is not a single angle at which defunding Planned Parenthood makes any kind of sense
1: and the GOP does not want to raise all the children that women would have if they were not allowed to to prevent yeah birth yeah people
0: are going to fuck I don't care how many laws you pass. I don't care how many Bibles you throw at people. People are going to fuck. And by the very nature of fucking, sometimes fucking results in a baby. The, the easier you you make it for people to fuck without having a baby, the less babies you're going to have. So if you take away all those options for fucking without getting a, uh, without getting a baby, there's going to be more babies. So and the, and the Republican plan for that seems to be to you know waggle their fingers and scream at them about being welfare moms. Uh, yeah. No, you can't have both. You've either got to give people an opportunity to fuck without making children or you've got to be willing to foot the bill for a quarter of a million dollars for every single one of those babies. What's cheaper you know the Republicans want to talk about how they're all about saving money and small government is good government. Planned Parenthood isn't a government organization. They're all about privatization so hey privatize that shit give pri- give Planned Parenthood more money
1: That's that's what I would agree with but what,
0: what would they rather pay a couple of pennies for a rubber. Fifteen bucks for uh, a month of pills, or a quarter of a million dollars.
1: Well, it's all about getting the vote of people who don't know how to use logic, i.e., the the Christian right. Jesus Christ, that's all what it's all about. It's all about pleasing the moralists. Yeah, and that's just not going to work. But anyway, sorry, that that was kind of a a a,
0: no. I I I care very deeply (laughs) about uh, about women's health care, which is why I'm going to the march next week um and Planned Parenthood is a big part of women's health it's not only uh a big part of education it's a big part of accessibility
1: yeah no I agree I've been a Planned Parenthood yeah
0: and the Affordable Care Act is extremely important yeah so it's it's not something you can get away with just crossing your fingers and hope everything's going to be okay make some fucking phone calls call your senators Call your representatives. If you don't know who your senators and representatives are, it's very easy to find that out. Uh, senate.gov, House.gov. Uh, you should also consider uh, making some phone calls to the five Republican senators who have broken away from Republican leadership and are uh, demanding sl- us uh, and are really trying to pump the brakes and slow down the repeal. Those senators are Senator Bob Corker. C-O-R-K-E-R Senator, Senator Lisa Murkowski Senator Rob Portman Senator Susan Collins and Senator Bill Cassidy You can look up their phone numbers uh, on, the, on their Senate websites because they all have them
1: Yep, they all do
0: Give them a call Hell, if you got a pen, I'll tell you right now So write this down Bob Corker uh, These are all area code 202 Bob Corker is 224-3344. Murkowski is 224-6665. Portman is 224-3353. Collins is 224-2523. And Cassidy is 224-5824. And I'll, and I'll email them to you later.
1: Well, so my big question about this is, though... Um, and, and and I did write all those down. But can you call a senator who's who, of whom you are not the constituent? Will yeah. they even listen to you? Yeah, because I I always get asked when I call my senators or representatives, they'll always say, "And where do you live?"
0: Yeah, if it's an, it, well, okay, senators don't just serve their constituency; they serve the country at large. So if it's an issue they're focusing on, they they don't care so much that you're not in their constituency. So give them a call. Uh, tell them how much you appreciate the, uh, their efforts to slow down the repeal and make sure that uh, that there's going to be an equivalent or better replacement uh, before a repeal. Tell them that you appreciate their efforts to stop the train wreck. Share your story. You really want to make an impact? Tell a story uh, that has personal impact. you you rely on the, on Obamacare. Tell them that. If there's a fr- a dear friend or a family member that relies on uh, Obamacare, tell them that. Make, I
1: have a family member who relies on Obamacare.
0: Yeah, make it personal so you're not just. Well, I feel that uh, that you're doing a great job and Obamacare is important because 20 million. Blah 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 blah. They don't really care so much about that. I mean, they do care, but it's it's not as uh, big of a bullet in their magazine. If you say. I need, uh, what's, what's, what's a better tell than people need Obamacare is I need Obamacare because XYZ. My mother needs Obamacare because XYZ. My sister, my cousin, my friend, my child, my neighbor, my pastor. Make it personal. They will care. What they, about
1: email? Does email work? Email works,
0: but a phone call is going to be much better.
1: Some of us hate phones.
0: So send an email. I mean, an email isn't worthless. Uh, but if you if you are going to send an email, keep it brief. Uh, you know, Senator, what's your name? I, I'm writing you to thank you for your uh, for for supporting a slowdown of the Obamacare repeal. Uh, I I really think it's important that a replacement be in place before a repeal. Here's my story. Because uh, the way they handle emails is the first thing the the person who looks at it is going to say, okay, what are you talking about? What issue? Right. And then what side of this issue are you on? And then why the hell is this important to you?
1: Right, okay. So it really does make more sense to call, I guess.
0: It does make more sense to call, but if the calling is distasteful or inconvenient or not possible for you, then an email will also work. It's just a call has more impact.
1: I gotcha. And, you know, the thing about about Trump and and his plan is I don't necessarily disagree with everything Trump has ever said, uh, particularly when he was actually identifying as a liberal, which was back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, here's here's the thing that I think is interesting from his statement. And this is from The Washington Post. He says, we're going to have insurance for everybody. There was a philosophy in some circles. If you can't pay for it, you don't get it. That's not going to happen with us. Now I don't think that was ever the philosophy of Obamacare. No. But it's definitely the philosophy of people, some people. Yeah. That you know, I don't know if it would if it could be said to be the philosophy of Republicans. I don't know if it could be said to be the philosophy of doctors, but I think there are people out there who feel that if you can't pay for your health care, you shouldn't have it.
0: Yeah, traditionally the Republican view on health care accessibility is that if you're rich, you can get all the health care you need. If you're poor, then you you know what? Yeah, a doctor's office is going to be $300 just to admit they know you exist. Bullets are cheaper.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: The, The Republican... Historically, the Republican view on healthcare is healthcare is for the rich. If you're poor, your healthcare plan should be to die fast. And if Trump is serious, I mean, let let's let's give the guy a shot. If Trump is serious about making healthcare something that is accessible to all, regardless of ability to pay then you know what i will be first in line to congratulate him for pulling it off i just don't see it happening
1: i don't i don't see the gop allowing it no honestly particularly since they've already you know tried to defund parts of of the aca i just i don't see how they would they would go along with actually having having insurance for everybody but yeah
0: and i mean this is obviously a very important thing to people i mean you and i are lucky enough that although we have health problems they 're not as life threatening as those of others there There are a shitload of people in that twenty million plus people who who relied on Obamacare to get their health coverage that pulling the ACA is a death sentence it 's not you 're going to have yep. to pay more of your personal you're going have you 're going to pay, you're gonna have to drain your checking account a little more to get your uh, health conditions taken care of or it's going to cost you a bit more to get your antidepressants it's you 're going to fucking die.
1: Well, but let me, let me give you a scenario here though, just, just in my own life. Mm. I'm disabled. I'm, I'm, I guess what I would call disabled light. Okay. But I'm disabled. If I weren't already at a really great place in my, um, career, if I hadn't already worked myself into a really wonderful position, I'd be fucked. Yeah. Because I would not not only would I, you know, not have my current job, but I wouldn't even have the oomph to go out and look for a job. Yeah. So I would need the ACA. Now, I happen to be very fortunate in that before I got too sick, I got to a point in my career where being this sick doesn't have too much of an effect on my career, thing number one. And thing number two, I have some really excellent insurance from my employer, which you and our youngest child also benefit from. Yeah. But if I were any more disabled or if I were any earlier in my career at this point when I became too disabled to really have any oomph, We'd be all. We'd all be fucked.
0: Yeah, I, I'm talking about. We'd all about, be screwed. I'm, I'm talking about like a garbage man with type two diabetes. Oh yeah, you
1: know. Yeah,
0: yeah if, if he gets sick, he doesn't go to work. If he doesn't go to work, he doesn't get paid. If he doesn't have enough health coverage to uh, get the the testing supplies he needs to keep an eye on his blood sugar the glucose tablets to keep to bring his blood sugar up when it's uh when it's too low, the insulin to bring his blood sugar down when it's too high. He is dead. Right. That no. is a corpse.
1: Right, exactly. And I'm not trying to equate my position yeah. with that. I'm just saying that, that would be three people out of insurance.
0: Yeah. So so and there are millions of people out there for whom a lack of affordable care is a death sentence. There were millions of people at rallies the other day saying, holy shit, please don't kill us. It's, yep. they, they weren't just waving signs saying, it would make my life a lot easier if you didn't take away Obamacare. They, they weren't saying, I feel it is right to keep Obamacare. They were saying, please don't kill us. The, what the fuck?
1: What, what the I fuck said. is going
0: on in this country that our citizens have to beg for their very fucking lives?
1: Yeah, and that's why I said We've got 20 million people with nothing to lose yeah nothing to lose because they will die
0: yeah so anyway i'm getting funny looks by the the barmaid because i think i'm yelling a little too much
1: <laughs> and i'd
0: really not i'd really prefer not to get thrown out of this bar i like this bar
1: i love this so place.
0: i'm gonna go settle up wanna right. leave a tip
1: yeah all right i'll
0: all do right. that all right I'll I'll, I'll I'll catch you out by the taxi stand
1: all right take care this podcast is a production of Kitty Dreams Studios, dub dub